Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Pick Meek. I'm Meek. <laughs> this week's episode is called Flaws in Our Community. First off, there are some things that I do need to address from last week's podcast. One being, I introduced myself, Meek, and I said I was 28. Incorrect. I am actually 29, and I've been 29 since like Christmas Eve. And I'm not sure how I forgot that I was 29. I think it was the jitters of recording my first episode. But excuse me as I have misspoken. 29 and fine. Okay. Something else I want to clear up. You know, I only weigh myself like once a quarter because scales are irrelevant. I just go off of how I look. And your girl has gained seven pounds in muscle, okay? So I'm actually 165. You know, nothing crazy, but this is my max. So those are the things that I misspoke about last week, and I don't want to be considered a liar. So now that that has been cleared up, we can proceed to this week's episode. So gather around guys, let's get some ground rules set because that's one of the issues. There are no ground rules set throughout the black community. So one rule that we just need to pick up is don't have no babies without being married. Yep, I said it. No babies without being married. If you do not feel like you can marry this person, you should not feel like you should have their child. Children do not sustain relationships. They actually make them more difficult. You know why? Because little lives are difficult to provide for, which stress out bigger lives, us adults. Most of what I will be discussing, we'll be discussing um, women who do fall under a certain category. Uh, they are usually making less than 50000 per year. The median income for black women in the United States is 36000 And most of those women have the brink of the children. So I am primarily discussing the women that carry primary the single mother rates, head of household rates, along with the mothers who live in the inner cities, such as myself. I am located in the friendly city of Cleveland, Ohio. Because, <laughs> you know, it's not friendly here. All right. Anyway, LOL. Anyhow, so. I am discussing the women who I believe to be deemed as a problem and I am an equal opportunist. So I do fall within of this within this category. So um, I am speaking about myself. It's too many of us that are single mothers. There are too many of us who made the decision to have a child out of wedlock. There are too many of us who just have not done enough work to make the decision in reproducing with someone. I know, I get it, I get it. We about to say men ain't shit and men like to walk away from their families and men are just pumping these women up with babies and just leaving them with the responsibility. But at the end of the day, any man that you are sleeping with is a man that you brought into your home. That was a man you decided to bring into your bed and that is a man that you decided to have intercourse with. If someone is not shit, I promise you, you can detect that. As soon as you meet them, I think one of the biggest problems here is a lot of us ignore the red flags. There are, it's like, we're, we're like Ash Ketchum on, on Pokemon going around, just catching all the red flags that we can got to catch them all. And it's like, sis, slow down, stop. Once you collect three, you should be exiting no more than three red flags. 
I don't know what red flags are considered for you guys, but for me, red flags are someone who doesn't participate in dick discipline. If you have multiple babies' moms, that's a red flag to me. I'm not interested. Another red flag is a man who don't have a purpose. You're just sitting around all day with nothing to do, kicking it with your friends. That's not a man not even worth spending time with. Okay? I'm sorry. If that man don't have no purpose, he don't need no pussy. And another red flag for me is, um, actually, like, if a man has a child and he is not doing everything in his ability to be a part of that child's life, to me, that's a red flag. Like, I think that is instant deadbeat. Like, instantaneously a deadbeat. As mentioned before, I am an anomaly. So for me personally, I know a bunch of single fathers. I know a bunch of men who have primary custody of their children. One of my good friends is an attorney that actually assists with black men getting joint or full custody of their children. So a lot of my point of views in this area is skewed, but I know these men exist. So dealing with the man that's a single father is likely gonna be a great father to the children if you decide to reproduce with him. But do not make that decision until you sign a marriage certificate, not a ring, not a promise, a marriage certificate. You guys need to actually go down to some sort of courthouse and sign that piece of paper agreeing to be married before you even make the decision of allowing a man to be inside of your womb because that is honestly the greatest value that you could give a man. And I would just like to reiterate, do not have a child without a signed marriage certificate. So um, I keep having this conversation with like multiple black women within the community. And um, they say, I'm speaking as if getting fathers would be an end all save all to the problem. In my opinion, it absolutely would be. I think that especially when I look around my, my personal neighborhood, there are so, so little fathers and fathers provide discipline and structure women are more nurturing. So women are, you know, our coattails can be pulled. You know, we feel we have those vulnerable moments where we don't want to reject our children or tell our children no or make it hard or hurt their feelings. So it's just like men don't really think about that. Men think about you needing to have these rules. You need to have these guidelines. This is structure. It needs to happen regardless of how you feel. These are the rules. And, um, a lack of that is just present within the household. A lot of the young men in my community don't know how to resolve their issues. It is a bunch of gun violence. It is like, I don't know how to speak and use my words, so I shoot you. There's more stuff on fathers, but like, that's not what this episode is about. So I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to go in depth. I'm going to leave it there. Something I would like to discuss in depth is the lack of accountability within our community. Um, it's really just like a blame game. You know, you ask a woman how women are feeling and then it's immediately, what about the men? And I, I don't want to talk about the men. I simply just want to talk about us because, you know, again, as I stated, we are the reason that we are here. At some point, you know, we made the decision that being independent was more important than having a family. 
I personally haven't figured out why, but it was done. Be that as it may, it's not working. It's just, it's really just genuinely not working. And we should be able to look around and see statistically showing children who are in a two parent household do better. And I have some stats here that I would like to go over. So this website is inside of my link tree. I don't remember what it is exactly because I, I wrote this down like months ago when I made the decision to start this podcast. So, you know, I'll be more specific like in the bio or something. I'll put I'll put the link in the bio or something. Maybe put that in there. So for young black men in America, um, statistically, who graduated from college, 21% of black men who graduate from college come from a two-parent household. 12% come from step-parents and 12% come from single parents. Why do you think that almost double the number is coming from two-parent households? Primarily because... It takes two, you know, my daddy always said it takes two to tango and it takes two people to raise a baby. It's easier to give that child everything that they need when it's coming from two people. And income, love, structure, support, everything in every capacity, that is better when we are receiving it from two people. Another statistic that I have shows that actually that young black men tend to go to excuse me, young black men tend to go to jail less when they are in a two parent household. 14 percent of black men that are in prison now come from a two parent household. 26 percent come from a step parent household. 24 percent from single parenting. I do believe that the 26% is higher than the single parenting percent is that's more so because of the choices and who we're deciding to step parent with, you know, and again, that falls on the decisions that we make just because we're marrying someone. It doesn't necessarily mean that the outcome is going to be better, but it absolutely will be if we marry someone that is in the place to give us what we need. So I'm going to discuss uh, young black women. Also, young black women are graduating from college at a 36% rate coming from a two-parent household, 25% rate coming from a step-parent household, and only 18% coming from a single-parent household. Jeez Louise. That's almost half. That's literally half of a two-parent household. And that sucks because, you know, we out here screaming that black women are the most educated group of people in the United States, but only 18% of them are coming out of single parent households. So that should be a message all in itself. Anyway, carrying on. And then, you know, women are incarcerated at a lesser percentage. So 2% coming from a two parent household, 1% coming from a step parent household, but actually 4% coming from a single parent household. So a young woman being raised with a, a single parent primarily a mother, has a greater chance of being incarcerated in her lifetime. And you know, that sucks. So it's just like when you hear something like that, you know, if I have my child in my household alone, statistically, they are less likely to complete college and they're more likely to be in prison. 
is that a decision that we want for our children? Like, who does that benefit? Who does that help? Because having a society of children who are feeling like they just didn't receive enough, well, we're seeing the black backlash of that. You know, it's like this is like the least hardworking generation of children I've ever seen in my life. Their grades are lower, attention spans are shorter, and then like it's just laziness upon laziness. It's just. Y'all kids be on these damn radios talking about they'd rather commit a robbery than to get a job. Like, it's it's easier to commit a crime than to work hard. And to me, that's just senseless. And it's like, who's teaching them that? Where does that come from? How is, like, who's feeding those ideas? Why are we pushing that instead of telling these people to make the best decisions for their lives? Such as getting married. Another issue I would like to discuss that's going on within our community is um, how selfish it seems modern black women have become over time. I mean, this is by far the selfish set of mothers I have ever seen in my entire life. Again, 29 years on this planet. Um, it is, what about me? What about my needs? What about my happiness? What about me? And, you know, once you become a mother, you really are irrelevant. <laughs> You know, and not 100%, you know, you have to take care of yourself because there's no such thing as a healthy child if the mother isn't healthy. But every decision that you are supposed to make is supposed to benefit that child. If it does not benefit the child, maybe you should rethink the decisions that you are going to make. If having a child and putting that child first is something that you don't want to do, maybe you should reconsider the decision of reproducing. Maybe you should wait a little longer. Maybe you should, you know, get on a form of contraceptions to prevent pregnancies from happen, happening. But you should not, under any circumstances, have a child if you are not in a position to put that child first and foremost. Ultimately, ladies, we just really need to make better choices. We need to make better choices in how we are taking care of ourselves. We need to make better choices in the people that we allowed in our space. We need to make better choices of the men we decide to deal with, sleep with, and have relationships with. You know, again, those red flags are very important. I would highly suggest everybody taking some time to write down the things that they just are, that are absolutely deal breakers within a relationship. These are things that I am not willing to deal with while being with someone. And... Keep the list with you. Keep the list handy. Keep the list in mind. And when you're out here dating, you need to, okay, here's red flag number one. We collected it. Here's red flag number two. Three strikes, you are out. There is no need in getting past three red flags because it's how many do you need? How many do you need to collect? Three. Okay? Say it with me. Rules. Ground rules. No more than three red flags when dating someone. I'm reading a book about wholeheartedness living, and I do have a quote that I do want to share with everyone, um, which says, <clears throat> setting boundaries and holding people accountable is a lot more work than shaming and blaming, but it's also much more effective. Sh shaming and blaming without accountability is toxic to couples, families, organizations, and communities. When we shame and blame, it moves the focus from the original behaviors in question to our own behaviors. 
you know, and I say that to say my goal here isn't to shame the women that are listening. Like I am saying that this is our fault that we are here, but I'm also saying that we are the re we need to make the change. It is our responsibility to make sure we are pushing these values within our community. It is no reason for every single one of us to be single and a single parent. So we need to keep our eyes on the prize and understand that the whole purpose of growing this community is so we can build productive people for society. Having a good society make, represents us well. And just right now, our representation isn't well. And primarily that's on black women. So no shaming. It's time for us all to be accountable, understand what we do to help lead these issues. I am an equal opportunist, so I do believe that I have also impacted the negativities within the community because I am someone who had a child prior to being married when I was very, very young, 18 years old. You know, it wasn't a decision that I made intentionally. I didn't go out and plan to make a baby, but you know, that's one of the things that comes with being an, a mature adult. Regardless of if you made the decision to have a child, it is our responsibility to understand that engaging in the act of sex can lead to the possibility of having a baby. And if you are not ready for that, that role and that responsibility, it is you who needs to prevent that. Not the man, not God, that's you. There are 33 forms of contraceptions. There are several brands of condoms. There is the pullout method. Some say it's effective. And then there's also being responsible over your ovulation dates. We'll go over all of that in our future episodes when we discuss self-care because those are things that I think we need to keep up with as ladies. I hope to see you guys all next week for episode three which is titled Why Women Need to Lead This Movement. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, comment below, and, you know, follow me on the socials. Follow me on Instagram, pick underscore meek. Follow me on Facebook, pick dot meek. And again, I'll see you guys next week.